It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing sunshine today, warming up to 74 degrees. We'll bring some of those clouds back in tonight with a low of 58. Mostly cloudy on Saturday, a stray shower possible. Staying mild, though, with a high of 76 degrees. Overnight lows at 61 Saturday night. And on Sunday, a front moves through. That could bring some scattered showers. We'll keep the clouds around with a high of 76. Currently 52 degrees in Appomattox, 53 in Amherst, also in Salem and Roanoke, 52 in Danville, 55 in Bedford, and 51 in Lynchburg. One time, I remember, I, used to, I love going to church. Go to church. There was one time, there was a lady at church, found out what I did for a living. And she was like, um... You know, Brother Norman, the scriptures teach us that um, loud laughter is not approved. And I said, well, Sister Johnson, if you've ever seen me perform, you know that's not a problem. (laughs) Rodney Norman. I like him. He's going to talk to us later on about solving life's most difficult problems. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. I guess. So we've uh, we've been talking to some folks by text. Brad and I have been talking uh, by text this morning. Uh, we'd love for you to call in as well, 866-916-3776. We're talking about how the media so desperately wants people to care about January 6th and how, by and large, people not only don't they care but they're just really frustrated that so much time, energy, resources, money is being thrown in to this whole hearing process. Uh, Brad said, so FBI report said zero weapons were recovered on January 6th, but cars full of bricks and Molotov cocktails were found during uh, the George Floyd riots. Yeah, correct. And we were just talking about how this whole defund the police has sent rippling waves across our country. Our uh, our staffs are, are understaffed. We don't have enough police officers. They don't get the respect that they deserve. They are completely demonized by the media and some of the public in general. Suicide rates are up significantly. And if we think that doesn't impact us here... We're kidding ourselves. And then we've got the whole thing going on in Illinois, which is just unbelievable to me that this safety act that they're calling it is uh, is going on. Uh, this is a mayor out of Illinois talking about, and he's also a, a former uh, sheriff, talking about how dangerous this is and how the the communities there are just trying to protect themselves from this ridiculous law that was passed in the dark of night and it's just creating a mess we got to make sure this doesn't happen my comments on this i can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is first it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read an 800 page bill which is unacceptable As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. 
This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. I want to remind voters that several elected officials that will be on the ballot in Orland Park voted for this abomination. Senator Michael Hastings, Senator Emil Jones, and Representative Justin Slaughter all voted to put criminals ahead of the safety of law-abiding citizens and police. In particular, Senator Hastings, who personally told me that this, that this bill, that he had a family, and that this bill was horrible, and there was no way he would vote for it. An outright, an outright lie that, in my opinion, disqualifies him to hold his office. Well, everybody who voted for that shouldn't be able to hold their office. That is some bad stuff going on what? in Illinois right now. The government doing shady stuff. I know. What? It's crazy. I thought they so were the most were, upstanding people out there. You were checking out to see if you could actually get from Illinois to Alaska. Fifteen. I, that honestly, I, I know that's bad to be the, like my first takeaway when he said that. I was just. Well, it's it's hard to believe. It's 59 hours. 59 hours. So. But this is also someone who drove from Virginia to Kansas. And that was like almost two days. So right. this is straight driving. Granted. Given how somehow the Canadian border is better than our southern border, you might not get. You might not be able to. (laughs) Yeah, but but yeah, there's also construction in in Canada that might stop you up. So be be alert. Could be. But his point being, his point is correct. His point is correct. In that period of time, they can make up. They could put a lot of land between themselves and and any police officers trying to to get to them. Um, he went on to say in this piece that prosecutors need to be very careful being overzealous targeting victims who are trying to stop criminals. Now, here's the thing, and I'm curious, are you all out there, do you feel like that our police are still responding in a, in a timely way, or if something happened, do you feel like you would have to take this on yourself 866-916-3776 i mean i i'm a carrier we're gun people that's what we do we've always lived out in the country and uh pretty far away from from any uh law enforcement so we've always kind of had to be prepared to do that my fear is people aren't prepared to do that here's a story out of indiana where an Owen County homeowner died during a home invasion just this Wednesday after exchanging gunfire with two suspects. Officers with the Owen County Sheriff's Department responded to reports of an active home invasion just before 8.15. I mean, not even late at night. This is pretty early in the evening. When they arrived, they found the homeowner, uh, Garcia Salinas, 39, injured 
outside of the home. He was administered first aid. That was unsuccessful, pronounced dead at the scene by the Owen County Coroner's Office. A preliminary investigation found that Salinas and two suspects exchanged gunfire during a home invasion. And by the time responding officers arrived, suspects had fled. According to a press release, which is the, the Indiana State Police, they're handling the investigation. The two suspects left in an unknown direction in a gray or blue passenger vehicle. The make and model unknown, the release read. It's unknown whether or not the suspects were injured. Part of the investigation includes obtaining video footage from nearby locations, which police say is underway as our follow-ups with lead. This is my favorite part. The police department said they didn't believe the public was in any danger. <laughs> really? Home invasion, uh, 8 o'clock at night, kill a homeowner, and you don't believe the public is in any danger. Mm, I don't know that I'm buying into that one for I feel, sure. I feel like I was so much more calmer when I just did the sports stuff because like, anytime I do this, which granted, I enjoy... Spending time with you, Janet. I will say that, but like, it's like <laughs> I sit here. I'm like, thank, thank you that I, my brain decided to just stick with sports because <laughs> I could not do this every but, day. But you know what? The the thing about it is, and we and we try to to mix it in with with some light stuff. But this is why you have to be aware, especially people your age, need to be aware that this is going on. Because if we don't pay attention to what's going on in these other parts of the country effect here it could happen here and some would say it's already happening here with police not responding uh the way they once did to situations because they don't want to be labeled uh like other others are i i mean i i get it i understand but we've we've got to pay attention we will work at lightening it up a little bit here on the morning jam uh, let's go to break we'll be back thanks so much for joining us on the virginia talk radio network keep our number handy 866-916-3776 start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam 6 to 9 a.m on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Everybody's working for the weekend. Happy Friday, everybody. So glad you're joining us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Our toll-free number, 866-916-3776. So Ocasio-Cortez is doing her best to try to make herself the victim again. Uh, She's been getting a lot of ridicule, though, over a video that she posted. I don't know if her mama just never reviewed with her good manners but one does not film themselves eating and smacking their lips in a video. It's just gross. That's exactly what's going on. Here is the, the video that's been getting some attention. He decides to like tweet a screenshot of our campaign store. 
because our sweatshirts are like 50 to 58 dollars as some kind of like gotcha that like other people pay money for goods emphasis on real goods um in the world and uh, but here's the thing is that unlike elon musk all the workers with our campaign our campaign is unionized we pay full health care we have other benefits like child care stipends is her dog snoring in the background is that what that is I don't know. But Did I've, you hear the snoring in the background? Probably. Could be. And the, as she's eating, I guess she's eating boneless wings. I, I don't know. Then she accuses him of censoring her on Twitter. I was at a community event in the Bronx in Co-op City. And when I get home, I see a text Dog from my team snoring. saying, Hey, let me know if you need any help with this Elon I'm stuff. I'm starting to feel the same way. I know. And I was like, what? So I pulled my Twitter app. And it's like gone. Like when you pull up your mentions and stuff like that, it's just like literally like a blank screen, totally gone. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So it turns out we got under a certain little billionaire skin. Mm. Is that a community? Okay. All right. Here were some of the comments made uh, about these. Uh, AOC defending her $58 sweatshirts claiming she provides real goods and pays fair wages, unlike Elon Musk. Several people said they've been having blank screens off and on for a month or so. It's an app caching issue. Uh, one guy said she's handling all this about as well as I expected her to. Another guy said as long as she can ga- gaze at her own face, she'll be perfectly content. And then several people called her out on the eating and stuffing her face while she's doing the video, just saying it's it's gross. Uh, somebody said super serious lecturing while eating chicken nugs. I'm gonna go get a snack while while you do this, and I'll just sit here and eat and eat or snore as her dog was doing. I've had a, I mean, to be fair, I've had a dog, uh, like try to attack me, not attack me, but like come up into my my personal space while I record a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, just part of being a, a dog mom or dad, for sure. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez really getting a lot of heat for this. Most people thinking that she's just doing whatever she can to kind of get some some attention. So what? nobody's really surprised by that. Uh, they say it's like someone uh, watching someone struggling to get out of, of uh, uh, quicksand. The more AOC tries to move against Musk, the more she sinks. She basically yada, yada, yadas. Uh, everything between everything between not being able to see her mentions and Musk supposedly censoring her. Now, Elon is having some issues, though. Uh, Twitter has reportedly been slapped with a lawsuit for violating federal law requiring notice. So, a week after finalizing the forty-four billion dollar buy which i still with a b i don't understand um class action lawsuit was uh, filed against twitter on behalf of workers claiming that the company's intended layoffs violated a federal law requiring 60 days notice for employees Uh, the 7,500 person workforce will be losing their jobs that starts today 
Uh, it says, team, in an effort to place Twitter in a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday. Thursday's email to employees read. All right, that's not cool. We recognize this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to Twitter, but this action is unfortunately necessary to ensure the company's success moving forward. Several top executives have already left the company amid the impending layoffs, including the former CEO, chief financial officer, and policy chief. The Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act requires large companies to notify workers two months in advance of planned job cuts. That according to Bloomberg. But he has to know this. His lawyers have to know that. We filed a lawsuit tonight in an attempt to make sure that employees are aware they should not sign away their rights and that they have an avenue for pursuing their rights, the outlet reported. She said, we will now see if he's going to continue to thumb his nose at the laws of this country that protect employees. It appears he's repeating uh, the same playbook of what he did at Tesla. Yeah. But did they not rule in favor of Tesla? I think they did. I think so. Hold, please. Bear with. Uh, Electric car company in June laid off 10% of its employees. A Texas judge ruled in favor of Tesla ordering employees to go through arbitration. And then according to Twitter's merger agreement with Musk, laid off employees must receive severance and benefits on par with what they would have received before his takeover. Well, then, I mean, if they're getting severance and benefits, shut up and go find another job. Yeah. I mean, come on. See, that's the thing. You never, you've really got to read all the way through everything. The fine print. To know, yeah, to know yeah. what the, because initially that looks like, oh, you find out on Thursday, you're fired on Friday, and then you're not going to be able to make rent. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, Elon is a guy, and, and he's a polarizing person, and I think it's a simple, yeah. it's similar thing to like any of these people who have, uh, Joe Rogan likes to say, blank you money but he has like blank 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 you money right and where he really can do whatever he wants and it doesn't matter and so i think he's going to come into twitter and just be like bippity boppity and i'm going to do what i want and, mm-hmm. and and he probably can try to generate as much revenue as possible hence why there's an eight dollar you know it, it's interesting because the internet has come out it's, it's like the internet is changing from was originally a free service. Mm-hmm. Now we have paywalls where wherever we go, trying to become more of a, a pay service. And so he's just trying to do that with Twitter, basically. Yeah, probably so. Coming up in our next hour, uh, we're going to be talking with Patrick Earl. He is running for Lynchburg City Council. He's been on the show before. Uh, if you have a, a question for Patrick, you can text it to us, 434-248-0704, or you can call us and uh, tell us what you would like for us to, to talk to him about, 866-916-3776. Also, Chris Daniel at 830. Uh, Chris Daniels is going to join us. Of course, he is running for the Bedford School Board, and uh, he's very passionate about that election that's coming up. Uh, sooner rather than later. Should I, should I get some like intense lighting for them when you, as you interrogate them when they come in? No interrogation. I'm a I'm a friendly. It's friendly fire. 
mostly. Uh, NYC subway attack victim. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Uh, she and, and we talked about this as I as I recall. Uh, she was in the Queens subway station, 41 years old, and th- the attack was very brutal. And when someone came in and tried to to help her, um, then they you know they attacked that as well. She says that there will be more victims like me, saying that violent crime in New York City has skyrocketed. And Elizabeth Gomes uh, was beaten by a homeless ex-con in a really terrible act that was caught on video. Um, Her alleged attacker had spent time in prison for attempted murder, assault in the past, and nobody has any idea why he was out on the street again. And... um, so we'll have a little bit from that coming up in, in a little bit. Uh, she is very brave to be speaking out. She just doesn't want this to happen to anybody else. And it very likely will the way violence is going, especially in some of these bigger cities. So we'll hear from her in just a little bit. Uh, also on the way, Nisi Payne from uh, WDBJ7 is going to have some of your local headlines from the south side, Roanoke and Lynchburg. We'll check that out. And an unseasonably warm forecast as we moved into daylight savings time weekend. Don't forget, you got to let that clock fall back on Sunday. I'm not going to have any problem with that at all. I've had a little countdown calendar since daylight savings time began. So they need to switch it and leave it. How about that? Thanks for listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 i'm meteorologist brent watts increasing sunshine today warming up to 74 degrees we'll bring some of those clouds back in tonight with a low of 58 mostly cloudy on saturday a stray shower possible staying mild though with a high of 76 degrees overnight lows at 61 saturday night and on sunday if front moves through that could bring some scattered showers we'll keep the clouds around with a high of 76 Currently 55 degrees in Bedford, pretty cloudy in Bedford, Roanoke, and Danville, 53 in all those locations, Uh, 52 in Appomattox, 53 in Amherst, 51 in Lynchburg. Part of me and my wife came into a room once, I'm watching TV, she's like, yeah, Bill, how come there's three things of milk in the refrigerator? I didn't know whether that meant that's not enough or too many, you know, I'm like... I'll run out and get more. (laughs) Or drink two gallons right here in the kitchen. (laughs) I just want this conversation to be over. Uh, Whatever it takes to make that happen. This happened. I will tell you, when it comes to milk, 
my husband and I have very interesting conversations about it because he says that once you get to the date on the milk, you don't drink the milk. The date very clearly says sell by that date. It's good for a full seven days afterwards. He will not drink it. He refuses. I'm really bad at like I'll get milk and I'll either I I started to get like the little bottles of them like just you know like mm-hmm. the individual like you would take if like you wanted to get your kid lunch like milk right. for lunch exactly it's like I don't use that much milk but then like I'll run out and then so I decide to buy a half gallon and then I'll it just goes bad because <laughs> I don't use like it's because you don't cook I and- do cook sometimes okay I see you over there watching your little half baked recipes i'm just i'm just saying yeah i cook all right okay uh so we said we were going to take a a listen to this story that we've been following here on the show uh new york city attack victim uh says there will be more victims like me if new york city doesn't get its act together here's a little bit from that episode of dr phil says she was brutally beaten by a homeless ex-con in a horrific attack caught on video. Now, her alleged attacker has spent time in prison for attempted murder and assault in the past. Now, Liz and her partner, Clement, say they want to know why this man was out on the streets to strike again, and they question whether their elected officials will do anything about the surge in violence in the city. When you look at this and you think about uh, the law enforcement there and, and DA, they've made promises about protection and reacting to the increase in crime. Do you feel like they've done what they said they were gonna do? They haven't done nothing at all. Because if they was doing something, if they were making plans to do something, we wouldn't been seeing this increasingly violent that's been happening around the city you know and it's crazy because it's it's also you know children too like teenager that's also doing this so obviously they're not cracking down on nobody they're not doing what it is that they're supposed to do to keep the city safe i think we need more rules we need more laws to make a change because we really need somebody to really step down because the people in charge right now they're not making no rules and it seems like they're just doing things to make that their life better and their family better and what about us rising crime especially in the major cities has become a very key issue with uh, midterm elections across the country or at least we're hoping uh, it's going to be he- here's the thing after this woman was attacked in the subway she um she actually had people who were on the um, city council in New York. Tiffany Caban tweeted that subway violence is a one in a million event, despite the crime st- statistics. Says, how could she even say? Um, uh, Gomes said that was a ridiculous thing for her to say. Ninety-nine percent of of these violence acts are coming from the subway there is no help there and she of course is saying when it's time to vote you have got to get these people out of there they're not listening to what people are are saying um and then dr phil said prosecutors only ask for prison for the most serious offenders 
And, you know, there are all kinds with uh, people back on our streets. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. If you've got somebody that's a violent criminal, particularly someone that's attacking at random, and you put them back on the street again, you can predict they're going to attack random people all over again. And I'm not sure if this woman has lost use of her of her right eye or not. I know um, when that initially came out, she was very bandaged up. They didn't know if they were going to be able to save it or not. And then when she's on Dr. Phil here, she has glasses on so that you can't see her eyes. So I don't know if she's lost it or if that's just for aesthetics or not. But for these people to come up and say, oh, well, that's just a one in a million event. Well, what if you're that one? Oh, that's right. You don't have to take the subway. I remember. Let's go to the phones now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. How are you? Um, not too bad. You were bringing up Dr. Phil. I, I think Wednesday I listened to him on Joe Rogan. It was a recent podcast, and uh, Dr. Phil. Dr. Was? Phil was. Yeah, Dr. Okay. Phil was on with Joe Rogan, and mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he was ripping it. Down hard, man. He was like, he said it was malpractice for them to put Biden and Fetterman into office, or or try to put Fetterman into office and and putting Biden in too. He said they both psychologically are not up to par. And, Doctor and Phil said, said malpractice. that. Yeah, he said wow. it was malpractice. Yep. Um, I don't disagree you know, with as him. A psychologist. Yeah, he said as a psychologist, he said that's malpractice what the Democrats are doing with these guys and um you know and him and joe rogan predicted a red wave well joe rogan said the red wave thing but then yesterday i was listening to bill moore and kid rock on bill moore's new podcast and bill moore predicted a a red wave too well (laughs) i mean whether you like bill moore or not he he usually does call it like it is he called out trump but he calls out biden too you know um, which I can right. respect that. Well, yeah. and he told uh, Kid Rock, he said, we just want to talk about Trump. He said, we're friends. and Right. He said, maybe we can get other people to be friends with each other and exactly. not have disagreements. It was a good podcast. I, I enjoyed it, which Kid Rock brought him some my, uh, my pillows uh, that he had bought from <laughs> Mike Lindell and gave them to Bill Moore. Oh, did he? <laughs> So that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty, pretty funny. funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, well, thank anyway, you. I'll have to, I'll have to have check that day. out. You, too. Yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> have to check that one out. Of course, Dr. Phil got his start on Oprah Winfrey, just like Doc Oz got started on Oprah Winfrey. She was uh, she had him on her show long before he had his own talk show. Uh, he became prominent as a health expert on the, the Oprah Winfrey show. So it was interesting when Oprah came out in a statement yesterday saying that she was endorsing Democratic Governor John Fetterman over Doc Oz. Not really surprising because she is a flaming Democrat. So, um, yeah, she said, I'll, I'll tell you this, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons. So a lot of the folks that she had on her show are not agreeing with Oprah right now. And if the polls are any any indication, um, they're not alone because news, new polls are showing uh, Dr. Oz is taking the lead over Democrat John Fetterman. So his support is at 
percent. So, if she, if Oz wins, wouldn't you technically say Oprah helped the Republican get elected to the Senate? Because basically, that's how Oz. That's how he. That's how he became famous. I mean, that's how he kind of got in the position where he is today. She certainly did help him. There's no doubt about that. Now she wouldn't like it if you said that, <laughs> but. But there is some truth to it, for sure. Hey, we're going to be back uh, in, in just a little bit as we continue our conversations about, we've been talking a lot about January 6th, how they're trying to make it a big deal in the news. But if you talk to real people, that's not the main thing that people are concerned about with uh, the midterms. We'll be back with more here on The Morning Jam. Sense. You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Unclaimed. Ron, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, tell thanks us about the decision me. to make that speech about democracy, about what's on the line five days from now in your estimation, and when you chose to do it, the timing. Well, you know, the president's been talking about the threat to our democracy since he launched his campaign way back in 2019 and again on January 6th and again in September in Philadelphia at Independence Hall. And I think the president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. Uh, and of course, uh, the horrible incident uh, uh, involving Speaker Pelosi and her family, mm -hmm. uh, you know, showing the rising threat of political violence. And so I think all those things came together and led the president to make the strong remarks that he made last night. So uh, they're pulling out all the stops at this point. Of course, the, the democracy thing, that was a big deal. We even had Salty call in about that one. Um, the, the, I think it was interesting that he used the term the final warning as if we're going to be bullied into voting the way that they want us to vote. I mean, we're heading into the home stretch of the midterm election. 
Uh, now you have Bernie Sanders out there flapping his gum, doing what he does as far as vilifying um, corporations in general. It's interesting to hear them talk. And the talking points are strong. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you know, they come out and they're like, we live in an economy where the billionaires are getting richer and working families are falling further behind. And 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And we have more income and wealth inequality than we've had in the history of our country. And do you know why that is? Because you are absolutely destroying this economy and getting rid of, of great paying jobs. Our energy independence is gone. People in places like Pennsylvania, Southwest Virginia, West Virginia, who were earning a good living, don't have a living to earn anymore because of the decisions that you've made. But they're going to come in and vilify the, the people that are providing the jobs. They're saying things like, while employers squeeze workers and their unions for cuts to health care and other benefits, health care, the other thing that you screwed up, the CEOs of major corporations are making 400 times more than their average employees. Yes, that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. During this campaign, uh, it says that he went on to say, my Republican colleagues talk a lot about inflation and they have every right to do so. Over the last year, Americans have become sick and tired of paying outrageously high prices for food, gas, health care, prescription drugs, housing, and other necessities. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Thanks, Captain Obvious. But then they go on to say that they're completely ignoring the underlying causes of inflation. And the few solutions they do offer would make a bad situation even worse. Okay. I don't think people are buying this at all. I really want to sit in both parties' meetings when they're like, all right, folks, let's make the script for every political campaign for the next two years. Right. And then they don't adjust it. And it's like... And look, I know inflation is not unique to America. Yeah. This is going on everywhere. So so I, I think we absolutely acknowledge that it is an international crisis for sure but i will also say these other countries do not have the resources that we have that are going untapped at many levels and of course they want to you know blame the global pandemic still the supply chain issues the war in the ukraine somebody just texted in it's putin's fault yeah well that's right um and then According to one study that they're putting out there, they're saying that 54% of the rise in inflation is directly attributed to the astronomical increase in corporate profit margins. Okay. They're saying while working class struggles to put food on the table, fill up their gas tanks and heat their homes, corporate profits are at a 70-year high. All right. So capitalism? Well, they're always going to vilify um, capitalists. That's, I mean, that's just a go-to. And and look, these these talking points are strong. If you just take them purely at face value, 
they are strong. Says you're wondering why you're paying 43% more for an airline ticket this year. You should know profits are up 186% at American Airlines, 99% at United, and the third quarter is as uh, to nearly 1.5 billion. Yes, there are some companies that received taxpayer assistance of more than 20 billion during the pandemic while cutting 6,400 jobs. Like I say, the talking points are strong. There, there's no doubt about that. And I agree with that. So, yeah. Coming up in our next hour, we're going to be talking with Patrick Earl. He's going to be in with us. We've got the uh, the city council election that's going to be coming up. Some things changing this week for city council. As Randy Nelson, he put in his resignation earlier this week. And uh, I think the 7th is going to be his last day, if I'm not mistaken. So not a lot of time uh, there. Maybe we can we can talk about that uh, a little bit. The uh, Bedford County leaders, they decided to give some rebates as uh, the solution for some high property taxes there. That's something that's a high topic for uh, Lynchburg voters, for sure. Taxpayers in Bedford County shared their outrage with county leaders over higher-than-expected personal property tax bills. Board of Supervisors held a special meeting about it earlier this week. They heard from a couple of dozen people in that meeting, and the Board of Supervisors say they have a plan in place to offer taxpayers some relief there. This is what they've agreed to. First of all, they are extending the personal property tax deadline from December 5th to January 31st. That could be helpful. Second, the board voted to apply a 33% rebate to certain categories of personal property like cars, trucks, trailers, and motorhomes. But uh, before they decided on a possible fix, they did hear from 22 citizens. One woman said, I'm a single mother. I work six, sometimes seven days a week. How can I provide Christmas for my kids? How am I going to travel when I've got a $700 bill I have to pay? What are you going to do to help the citizens of Bedford County? They need your help right now, another citizen said. The board also discussed possible solutions at the meeting. Supervisor Tommy Scott said we need to come up with a formula real quick, not three months from now, not four months, real quick to give them their $8 million back. According to the county, shortages in the vehicle market have caused vehicle values to be much higher this year. I think we're all seeing that regardless of where you live. And as a result, folks in the county got personal property tax bills that were far higher than they expected them to be. According to the county, in total, vehicle and trailer values increased by 35%. That's significant. Bedford County Administrator Robert Hiss said they're still working on the specifics of how they're going to roll out the rebates and facilitate it within their financial software system. He says hopefully within the next one or two weeks they'll have more information on how that's going to work. He also says he appreciates everyone's patience and believes the board made a good decision. This is unanticipated additional revenue that the county would have realized and the board wanted to give that money back to the taxpayers. And in this time of inflation, Uh, that the taxpayers are experiencing, I think it's the right thing to do. I think there's a lot of people in Bedford that are going to agree with that. So maybe that will uh, 
that'll calm some folks down there in the, the Bedford area. We've got Bill Trafero coming up from our Roanoke News Desk at the top of the hour after CBS News. He's got some stories from the South Side, Roanoke, and Lynchburg. You can always count on the Virginia Talk Radio Network to get you the information you need every morning. You want to download us and take us with you anywhere, go to thelynchburgportal.com. That's thelynchburgportal.com. You can download the app directly. It's a lot of interesting information that way as well. And hey, don't forget, if you're in the Lynchburg area, the 61st annual Pancake Jamboree is going on even as we speak. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.